Ho, 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 lo, and welcome to a very special festive episode of the Full Force Weekly, brought to you by GeneralJoesReborn.com with me as your host, Christopher McLeod, aka Diagnostic80. For today's holiday-infused episode, I'm joined by the awesome Patrick Not Picard Stewart. In this regular video series, we round up all the week's news in the world of G.I. Joe. What is it, Pat? It's the Full Force Weekly. <laughs> it's the holiday special, it's Christmas and everything. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, doing okay. I apologize that we're a tad bit late. I will take credit for that. That's not we're, we're blame. We'll get to, we'll get to the reason why we're ten to eleven minutes late, and that is got no, Pat. It's not your fault. Stop beating yourself up about it. Technically, it's my fault, and I just decided let's add it to the show at the last minute. So there you go. We'll get to the point of what that is very shortly. Dude, it's Christmas time is upon us. How crazy is that? I'm not ready for it. I'm no. really not ready for it. Are you ever like, ready for it? No, not really. Not really. Like, I just... I haven't decorated yet. You've decorated yourself, though. I can that see a happy true. holidays thing yeah, going I on. I don't think I'm going to bother decorating. I, I live alone. It's fine. No, no one will know. <laughs> Well, not anymore. Everyone's going to know. All 31 people that are tuning in at this moment are going to know, Pat. I'll just tell people I already, I did, and I already took it down by the time <laughs> they're here, because we can't get together before Christmas anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, we, um, we've we basically decided not to continue decorating at our place, because we're visiting fam. Uh, so here we are. Anyway, um, yeah, and Everyone in the comments, there's lots of you already. Hope everyone's having a uh, happy Friday already. Um, and I hope you're all excited for the holiday season, which is just around the corner, literally. This is technically the 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 kind of the, the Christmas weekly, as it's kind of become known as. Um, and then we're going to be doing a very special, if we can work out availability, a very special monthly episode uh, for January the 1st, which just ha ha so happens to be New Year's Day. So we'll be doing that New Year's Day, and um, yeah, that'll be uh, uh, what we're we doing for that. I've completely forgotten. Oh yeah, we're looking we're looking back at the year, and we're looking forward to twenty twenty four as well. So we'll be looking doing some of our top kind of like things, but we'll get into more detail later. Um, anyway, hope everyone's doing well. Hasn't been a lot of news this week, Pat. Uh no, not really. It's been kind of a quiet week. When you sent me the file, I thought, well, that's that's pretty small, and then I was looking at it last night and fell asleep for 10 hours so <laughs> I like, i'm good at that i'm good at sending people to sleep with the work that i do um, no it wasn't that i just didn't know i was tired and then the next thing i knew it's like oh it's it's time for me to wake up and ready get ready for the show well i'm glad you're here i'm glad you're on time and technically we were ready early it's just i We'll get to that anyway anyway so first up we've got lot we've got some news to discuss and we'll start with the HasLab Vault. To commemorate their 100 years, Hasbro opened their HasLab Vault and offered a few previous HasLab projects for premium Pulse members. They didn't last long and the only Joe offering was the Sky Striker, so well done if you missed out on that before and managed to grab one. They also made a charitable donation to the Hasbro Children's Hospital, so it does feel like they are turning up the PR machine following the massive layoffs from last week. It might need a few more charitable donations to fix that, however. Yeah, it will. Uh, still a bit of a bitter taste in the mouth, Pat, if you hadn't, didn't notice from that video. But um, yeah, like obviously we we are still, it still feels a little fresh, the 1,100 job losses 
that happened at, at Hasbro very recently, right yeah. before Christmas as well. Absolutely, but we won't get stuck into that. We will we'll focus a little bit more on um, on what they did in the week this week, and that was that they opened a little Haslab vault for premium members for a very short period of time and very limited quantities. I should probably add as well. Um, did you um, was that was this something that you kind of like jumped on or was anything interesting here or did you have everything already i had everything that i wanted uh so it wasn't anything that i needed to really jump in on yeah um and i, I kind of didn't mind it my assumption is that you know some quantities are made just to make sure that there are some things available if there's quality control issues that's true or yeah. shipping issues or problems and you know, after they've held on to them for so long and it's kind of past the point where anybody would be reporting anything, it's time to get that stuff out of the warehouse. That's my assumption on where this came from. I, yep. I do question whether or not uh, the people who may have had issues with their items were able to get exchanged pieces or or whatnot. You know, did things work out for people who had problems with their items? They're screwed know. now. Because they're all of the all of the yeah <laughs> all of the things they would have had replacements for. It's too late now, peeps. Um, anyway, yeah, I did I did get a little bit of a PR vibe on this one. Uh, you know, a bit of public relations from Hasbro's point of view, doing this kind of donation for the children's hospital, which I don't know if necessarily would have would have happened if uh, maybe last week hadn't transpired the way it did. Do you think that was like, it does feel like it's slapped on to a HasLab vault opening, doesn't it, a little bit? A little bit, yeah. It does It does seem like they may have um, timed their positive PR right after their... Bit cynical, but that's how I yeah. feel about it. Yeah, maybe it's not negative PR, but they definitely um, were doing something to announce to people dollars wise because i'm sure that that was the 1100 was probably to to get investors anyone who has uh shares large quantities of shares in the company maybe wanted to hear that news which that's not someone i want ever want to be yes <laughs> totally true um now obviously the sky strike was the only thing for the joe fam that was on there but that does kind of raise a few questions as to maybe next year is it possible we'll see like hiss tanks or dragonflies or anything like that thrown up do you think do you think we could see something like that? or do you think or do you think hiss tanks are done and dusted at this point i think this is an every few years thing right right this kind of eliminates the possibility every 100 of years <laughs> every hasbro 100 year anniversary oh right <laughs> um but unicron was in there and yeah. it's been a long while since unicron came out yeah right so I'm thinking that this is just okay. Whatever is 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 past enough, but we're, they're not going to just every year, you know, throw up the extra quantity and um and, and get it out. I at least I can't imagine that they'll do that. I also don't think that they'll do what people are anticipating, which is sending you know excess Haslab stuff to Ross. <laughs> you know that Ollie's Ross right. Dollar yeah. General. Cause... <laughs> yeah. I think that that would be really discouraging for the people who bought them. I, and I think that it was a good way of handling it. The fact that people who had memberships yeah. got the first crack at these, that was a, a good way of handling it. Because a lot of times for that membership, I feel like I don't get enough of a deal. It is kind of aggravating to see them st send stuff to Ollie's and Ross and completely bypass uh, giving the, the paid members the opportunity to get these things at a discount. 
Yeah. You no, know, that that could be aggravating. So the fact that they did this at least with Haslab is good. I like Adam's comment here. Wonder if they could have made some donations to some of the employees that got the axe last week. Absolutely. Now um, that was kind of what I was insinuating in that video as well, Adam. If you didn't notice. Um, um, I was praying for a Jabba sale barge, Stark AW. Honestly, that is a that is the first one, wasn't it? That was the first Haslab, wasn't it? I probably would have jumped on that, to be honest. I probably would have. If I'd have jumped on it, it would have broken in half. Um, what else have we got? Um, Co is Cobra Claws coming to town this season? Said so the figure six pack. Yes. Um, and Merry Christmas from Mom. Hi, Mom. Merry Christmas. Love to Merry Christmas. Love to you and the family. Love to dad. Um, yeah, send everyone our love. And uh, Pat says, get lost and stop stop messaging us. It's just wasting time, he says, all the time. Just joking. Um, see, look, he's look how look how disappointed he is in me saying that about, about mom. Um, hope you're having hope you're having a good time, mom. I saw you with your apron on on Facebook cleaning some place that you've gone to. So but I'm glad you're having fun. <laughs> um, anyway, Pat, now. Let's get. Oh, obviously, you know the Haslab Vault. La di da di da. It's done. You got. If you got some stuff, great. If you didn't, then there's always probably next 100 years. Um, so let's talk about something that popped up related to O-ring. And I haven't had a chance to do a video of this. I'm apologies. So we're just going to go straight into it. Um, Pat, you mentioned this to me before we went on, and this was the reason we were a little bit late because obviously I had to get the images on this on the slideshow. Um, but a, a a little lot popped up a little a, a lot popped up on eBay very recently for some very kind of rare O-ring figures. Um, take us through what happened there, mate, if you could please. Well, the story is that uh, this collection came from a cleaning out of a closet. That there is a person who was I want uh, that closet. Yeah, and it was supposedly <laughs> a lot of 1980s toys. And I wonder what else was in that closet because uh, is you know a, a real estate find. Basically, somebody sold the house, and uh, you know they went in and toys were left behind. And here were these, and it looks like maybe a former Hasbro person had lived in the house because, um, yeah, there's some really good stuff in this lot, and it was found over the summer. So I don't know. Uh, you know that that's all the information i know of the find but what the figures are is back in the 80s you'll recall that the 1982 we got all the straight arm figures and then they revised those into swivel arms for 1983 well there were plans to revise three of the figures once again into 1984 because the thought was that the, the figures are going to carry forward and if you look at all the carded figures if they would have just changed up three of them that would have kind of made the carded figures have more unique head sculpts. And so they were going to change up Breaker, Short Fuse, and Zap, um, arguably to look a little bit more like they would have in, in the comics. Certainly Zap looks a lot more uh, like he did in the show with a mustache. And to be honest, even the card art. Uh, so that was what the plan was, was to release these in 1984, but they did not end up coming out. And the seller, after he had posted the initial lot, got a lot of response on Zap in particular. Um, and so he decided to, to break that character off, that figure off rather, into its own lot. And uh, all told, 
in sorry, this, this one, indicative I'm talking about Zap, Sorry, Pat. Yeah, I, I think Zap went from for a little under five thousand, and the other lot went for a little over fifteen. So all told, somewhere around twenty thousand dollars. Because you know, everybody keeps telling me that there's no interest in O-ring figures, and that people just don't care. And yeah, maybe this isn't indeed. Maybe because it's twenty grand. <laughs> there's interest, but. That's what I'm saying. Who can is, be is involved? $20,000 in demonstrates there's still a lot of interest in O-ring figures. And yeah, these are vintage O-ring figures. And that doesn't directly translate to interest in new O-ring figures. But I think that some of it does. I think that there are some people who are just very committed to this size and this style, as I have been. And I think that we're looking... Uh, I, I, I'm hopeful that this is an ind indication that the future of O-Ring is still doing well, uh, while I'm also very sad because I feel priced out of buying things like this. this I was going to of... say, this, this, doesn't it speak more upon the like the rarity of the items and the, um, you know, kind of like the historical and cultural impact of it those particular figures? For certain, yeah, um, because, you know, not, nothing done moving forward will ever be as important as the 82 to 94 run or the 1964 beginning of G.I. Joe. Those are kind of the uh, the origin of G.I. Joe as we know it and as I can only imagine it moving forward. You know, everything in Classified is still based on this era. This is historically, I mean, it, it changed action figures forever. Yeah. So uh, that that's what the price I'm sure indicates, but I am a little bit bummed because some of the stuff that I collect um, is is primarily trying to find fully painted pre-production figures yeah. and bring those to light and have them out there. And yeah, I I did not have $20,000 just lying around throwing <laughs> some GI Joes. Who does? Uh, Paul has asked, uh, were those the original original sculpts that were costed out of the original run, which is why the card art looked the way it did? We believed that they were, but um, we actually were able to find, and, and we reported on that actually in a Joe Declassified panel at JoeCon several years ago. So if you'll remember that, that may be where you're remembering that from. But then we corrected ourselves uh, years later in conjunction with Dan Klingensmith, who actually found the paperwork that requested these to be sculpted for 1984. Interesting. So uh, that's what I was wondering as well, because I really wanted to dig through and see what the wording was on that paperwork, because it was entirely possible that they were sculpted for 1982 and then, you know, didn't make it in time or for cost reasons, they decided not to tool them up. And then maybe they decided just to, to bring them back out later in 84, which which is what we'd been told and what we believed at the time that we were doing that panel. But um, as it turned out, the, the, the wording in the paperwork was specific. They were actually um, sending a request off for a sculptor to make them for yeah. 1984. So that 1983 paperwork does clearly indicate that no, these were not things that were held back from 1982. They were intended for release in 1984. Interesting. Um, Adam says, I only know a handful of collectors that own that zap. Um, well, that's probably why it went for so bloody much then. Um, 
I've already done that one. Oh, sorry. Are you correct? Sorry, Paul. You corrected your uh, grammar for the next and spelling on the for that one, and uh, I went for the one that wasn't correct. So sorry. I, I made you look like a fool. Um, <laughs> um, maybe it's the rarity, says Sean. Yeah, obviously the rarity comes into it in a massive way, Sean. Absolutely. Um, um, I have to, oh, Paul says, I had to say, I bid on these at some point before it went way through the roof. Yeah. What point were you in on it, Paul? At what point did you back away? I'm just interested to know where your, where was your line at that point? Um, Ray Murphy, happy Christmas to you as well, my good man. Happy Christmas, lads, he says. Uh, happy Christmas, Ray. Hope you're having a good time with your family. Um, oh, and Ryan says, Zap's facial hair budget went to giving Breaker a beard. Uh, thank you for that, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, uh, yeah, it would have been a hundred k if it was during the pandemic, says Todd. Um, what wow. else? We yeah, that was crazy, wasn't yeah. it? Um, oh, uh, Raw Talk says I'm currently looking for a zap without broken thumbs. The horror. Uh, yeah, it's amazing how good condition these these figures were in as well. Actually, Pat, wasn't it? I suppose they were kind of in storage for a long period of time. I imagine. Yeah, well, if you scroll through, through, you'll see the uh, Cobras. They were not in as great of a condition. The noses were heavily rubbed on those, but that's because those actually are not, you know, those were not uh, from the same time frame as the alternate heads. Those are, um, you know, Mickey Mouse logo, Cobra Officer and Cobra Soldier. So, Do I have a close-up of that? I think that, that that two-pack that you had was probably the closest close-up that we have. Sorry, I thought I took a, a picture of the uh, real close-up of that shot of that figure, but I did not. Apologies. Um, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, the Cobras are great, don't they? Actually, I, I love, I love that op that the Mickey Mouse logo is uh, so cool. You know what? There is a close-up of, of the Cobra officer later on after the two of them. Hey, I knew I'd taken that picture. I thought I'd gone mad. There you go. That's a nice Mickey Mouse officer. I love it. Um, awesome, yeah. man. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, uh, and let's just go back and look at some of these ones as well. Some nice shots. And again, these figures look beautifully uh, preserved. I would, you know, when you see some of them, like in especially some of the, like the really early figures, like most of them are absolutely effed. I mean, like the the earliest ones I had as a kid, none of them have crotches or thumbs. Everything's rubbed on them. It is like it's like a it, they're they're like absolute Franken Joes now. So it's really nice to see these in such good quality. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And hopefully more of them show up and I eventually get a set. Hell yeah. For less than 20 grand. Less than 20 grand. <laughs> uh, RKW says, I, I own a Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander, so suck it. Uh, brilliant. I won't do that, but congratulations on owning a Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander. Um, yeah, so... Like in a slightly related um, kind of question I have for you, Pat, unless anyone else comes up with any more before we move on, um, do you is this something you'd like to see approached by Super Seven in their O ring line? Would you like them to maybe come, you know, back to like the the OG thirteen and maybe do some sort of like, you know, more kind of head accurate sort of characters? Um, well, yes and no. I don't really think that they should redo these ones because these ones kind of have their own special point in history and just go ahead and leave them special. Right. But I do think that it would be cool if they, like, I mean, Breaker always has it like that five o'clock shadow rather than a full beard. Yeah. 
you know, so does Clutch. A lot of them have their own unique head sculpts. I don't think that it would be bad uh, to redo the, the OG-13 in a style that looks like it could have been made in 1982. Right, right. But something resembling the card art a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I kind of think... And if it resembles this sculpt style, so it's like a weird thing that I'm looking for is for them to be different, but yet blend in with these. Right. So, yeah, like I suppose like different enough to be like easily distinguishable between what version uh, a figure is, but then not so different that they don't go together in terms of the aesthetic. Yeah, but also capturing the character a little bit because like some of that... Like you'd always see Flash when he had his helmet off, he kind of had the, like the swooping hair down. Yeah, but there were there were character traits that they gave them in the comic to make them individual characters with their helmets off that really didn't have anything to do with the uh, head sculpts. And then the comic book did some, or the cartoon did did some things. Like I've always wanted uh, Snake Eyes has the bombs on his leg because you know he was Mister Bombs early on. Yeah, I always wanted that that leg to be sculpted onto Zap. Like was that his? Was yeah. that his uh, code name, Pat? Yeah, the early Mister Bombs. <laughs> that is correct. The the early uh, Snake Eyes. So awesome. Um, I I'm sure that that was not a Larry thing. That was probably an at Hasbro thing because there is a sketch um, that predates the Commando. It's basically a, a, a sketch of Commando, but it's it's called Mister Bombs on it because <laughs> he has a lot of bombs. I love that. Um, uh, Jerbe uh, so Manke says, dog wants lunch now. It's because Pat mentioned beards and she kicked off because she's got one herself. Um, yeah, so yeah, Phoebe is in the background. You can hear that. <clears throat> um, and uh, someone else has just said, take that dog for a walk, says Frank. Uh, she wouldn't want it, mate. She wouldn't want that. Uh, Mark says, "Oh, Phoebe, what's the matter? Indeed, she's just she's enjoying herself. It, it's fine. She can she can bark as much as she likes. She's technically part of the show. Uh, her bark is part of the show, anyway. At least it is. Um, anyway, that yeah, that was a really cool lot. Thanks for bringing it to my attention, Pat, because I had no idea this happened. And then you're like, did you see that thing about the the O ring lot that popped up? And I'm like, no. And then it's been going for like all week. It's all anyone's been talking about in the in the fandom. And I've somehow managed to avoid any conversation. Didn't see any images of it. No one messaged me to say, hey, what have you seen this? So yeah, my bad on that. That's why we were late. Uh, and it's not Pat's fault at all, even though he's claiming that it's his fault. Um, anyway, cool. Um, so if you've got spare 20 Gs, go on eBay and get some... Uh... <laughs> no, don't. Please don't. Just <laughs> let me have them next time. Let Pat have them for about seven bucks, please. Um, right then. Uh, let's move on to the <laughs> to the next item, um, which I've, I've completely forgotten how this works. Um, yeah, we've got some uh, classified updates. G.I. Joe lead designer Lenny Panzika has been busy on Instagram recently posting a number of inputs for Wolf Spider's helmet and the Mole Rats. He also posted an image of the newly acquired Haslab Hiss Tank on a shelf with the yet-to-be-released Vamp. Looking forward to that particular vehicle, of course. We will hopefully be chatting to Lenny and Emily in the new year, so keep an eye out for that. Also, it looks like Mutton Junkyard have started arriving for customers in the UK and Europe, and even some are showing up in the US as well. So remember that a dog is for life, not just for Christmas. Exactly. 
Um, and also shout out to Travis Moody of A Toy Kind of Mood, who I think is in the comments at the moment. But um, we are are going to be looking at his kind of review in this particular segment of that Mutton Junkyard figure and uh, checking out some close-up screenshots and talking that through that. But first, before we get into that, Lenny's been dropping some classified inputs, Pat. Um, what did you think of seeing all these kind of uh, pop up on Instagram the other day? Uh, it's really cool of him to share these out. I like, uh, you know, I love seeing this uh, this part of the creative process. So yeah, I big appreciate time. it. Yeah, it's really cool, isn't it? And it's it's actually quite interesting to see the helmet and the mask. The intricacy of design is actually quite impressive. And it's something that I haven't actually, I don't have the figure in hand. So I haven't been able to see like what the actual helmet looks like up close and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of crazy to see so much detail has gone into this on, on a, such a small macro level. That is true. Sometimes it feels like, well, you can't possibly put all this onto a figure, so why bother being so detailed? But uh, they do manage to fit a lot of this on there, if you really look closely. And I, I don't know, it's nice to think that this makes it into the sculpt. Honestly, some of this stuff, especially with the helmets and the masks, like how awesome would that mask be as just like a Halloween item? Oh, and, if, and if they've totally sculpted it up, uh, you know, that'd be that'd be cool to release it that way as like a GI GI Joe Halloween mask for kids. I would you know love what would that. Be really cool. It, yeah, if it was like if with the mask, like you look through the lens and it's kind of like got like a a sort of like night vision kind of effect or something, or it has like yeah. you know like so yeah, that would be so awesome. Like a little heads up display when you put it on, so you can yeah. kind of see you know little numbers and stuff. That'd be so like, cool. And we they did we like a, seen that with kids stuff. Right, right, exactly. There, there have been there have been masks and things like that. There's certainly helmets seem to be there seems to be a market for them because they've got like the, the Star Wars Black series, but then they also have like the ones made for kids that are just the front half of a helmet, which would be perfect for this. Um, but I, I would love I would love like a an adult sized uh, Crimson Guard helmet. That's the thing, like that that classified series Crimson Guard helmet so good. I've said it many times. I would like to see that to be that be made, but stuff like and, this, yeah, for kids would be awesome. And it's super iconic. Like Wolf Spider's it mask is. isn't crazy iconic yet, but like when you talk about the Crimson Guard as a, that would be so good for like modern icons and for uh, Trick or Treat Studios and whoever else is doing those kind of it things with, with the GI Joe brand. That would be great. Even Hasbro just you know boshing out a, a Crimson Guard helmet would be fun, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. That's what, and with the Black Series helmets, they've kind of been making their own, you know, helmets themselves directly, just not for G.I. Joe. And yeah. the quality of them is really good. Like, I've been impressed with a couple of them that I've bought. So I I would love to see something like that. But yeah, the Wolf Spider's mask isn't iconic to us. But I think that if they release that mask as a, a kid's toy, as just as a kid walking through generally thinking you know what is cool i would look at that and think it was cool i would want it it would attract me to gi joe you know like kind you, of switching things around not gi joe leading me to the mask but the mask leading me to gi joe because i think it's that good i like the fact that you say as a kid it's like you'd think it was cool just walking past now <laughs> i i would you're right 
I got really excited when all those helmets came out for the Snake Eyes movie. I was like, I want that, and I want that. Yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah, it, it doesn't really matter. I think I think you're all, we're always going to be the same. Yeah, uh, Kevin, I like your comment here, mate, as well. Like you've made a few comments on the helmet and the the, the kind of details and everything. Um, pelters for comms. Um, you'll have to be even more specific on that because I'm not sure what you mean. But yeah, there's a lot of cool kind of comms looking gear attached to that helmet, like the almost like the kind of like aerial that bends over the top that's then attached to the top of the helmet, the headphones, obviously, which kind of uh, look like they clasp open and close. And obviously you kind of like, is it, is it this you're talking about? Is that what the pelters are when they come across the mouth like that? Like kind of like where the strap would be. Cause that's really, it's really awesome, isn't it? Um, and I just want to, yeah, thank you, Kevin. Like your uh, good comments. Um, oh, Gerber has asked, uh, did the classified team say they will be fixing the rubbery weapons? Yes. So basically, um when issues arise they obviously kind of try to then you know get get those issues fixed but the problem is you've already got things that are in production that are going to be affected by the similar things and then you've got that kind of like period of like time where certain things have to be revised or fixed or whatever so it, it does take time for it to kind of like catch up with itself and honestly i'm not just saying this like the last few figures i've had newer ones didn't seem to have that many problems like that but there were still some issues with them but they're definitely harder than they were like if you go back a couple like a couple waves the like snake eye sword is like completely curved like like you know beyond any kind of help there but yeah they are um that that is something they're working on and you should see improvements going forward but they have had issues with that in their factory um yeah so anyway what did he say about this helmet that's let's talk about that because obviously they all they all came with um little bits of information that lenny uh added he said uh, this is part of the input for wolf spider's helmet mask and optics this was especially fun to create as i wanted to get into operating optics with a folding hinge well that's the old whoop, whoop. um wolf spider was a great add to the classified line as we needed a character that specialized in getting the joes out of bad situations like the dark energon infected mole rats because there aren't many characters in gi joe that you can uh <laughs> i like that comment there we we just we had to create someone to get them out of bad situations. Lenny, there are thousands of characters in the G.I. Joe universe. But don't get me wrong. I love it when new stuff is introduced into the brand. And, um, yeah, and what I would say about Wall Spider, we, we've said it many times already anyway, is that I'd like for him, him to be kind of a little bit more characterized, have their own head sculpt so you can actually see what they look like, um, you know, like full-on kind of like media crossover stuff so you can actually, you know, like Helix, for example. You know, Helix got, you know, appeared in the computer game she yeah. in the uh, in her own kind of comic series and that kind of thing. So, like, it would have been nice to have, like, an all, you know, like an all points bulletin kind of reveal where they're, like, going, they're all over the place as a figure. They're in the comic, et cetera, et cetera. And well, I know, like, a bit it's not an army builder anymore, though, right? Well, that's the thing, yeah. The original intention of the figure was to be a Night Force generic army builder. And that was the original intention. And of course, because things change, they change their mind and so on and so forth. It's not something that, that yeah, it's not something you can you can do. It's not something you can then just go, okay, well, we'll just add it to everything that we've got going on. Plus, Classified doesn't really have a lot of external media going on either. It just really has, it's just the figures, your imagination and the, the live events that they do. 
Um, and I know we're getting things like, I know obviously Skybound and the comics now, but you, 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 we're only, what, two issues into the Real American Hero series. We haven't had Duke or Cobra Commander issues yet, and we haven't had that ongoing um, new G.I. Joe continuity yet. So, um, yeah, you, there's nothing for them to actually put this in. But that's what I'm saying. Like, in terms of a character, you'd want them to be get like new characters to be getting the full treatment is what I'm getting at as opposed yeah. to just here's a new character. But again, I'm not going to complain because it's great seeing new stuff brought into the brand. Um, what do you think of Wolf Spider as a, um, uh, as a kind of like idea? Uh, largely the same. Like I, I would like to know more and without the file card, we don't really have that, but it's, yeah. there's, there's a little bit of that feeling also back in the 82 to 94 run, whenever a new character would come out, even though you had the file card, you'd still like to see them in action and see uh, what their personality was like in the comic or on the cartoon. And sometimes that didn't happen. Yeah, totally. Um, and there are plenty of characters that didn't quite make it into animation. Um, some of them didn't even make it into the comic, which always really surprised me. Like, I just assumed every figure was in the comic because Larry was forced to kind of like, you know, hey, Larry, got a new figure coming out. It needs to go in the, the issue. But I think Norgahide is one of those that didn't get in the original comic run right. um, at all. Obviously, he's been in, you know, after uh, 155 or whatever. He's been in, you know, other iterations of the brand and, and media. But, like, there were a few that didn't really make it into that original kind of, like, you know, Sunbow series and comic book. Um, and it's always weird, like, and some that just just about creep in. Raptor wasn't in the animation, but he did get obviously a, a fairly kind of significant period of time within the comics, where obviously he was synonymous with Fred, Billy, uh, and all that kind of stuff that was kicking off, and then obviously died in the oh, spoiler alert, sorry, was uh, bumped off in the um, the tanker. So Greater, yeah, yeah. So you've got like uh, yeah, you've you've got a lot of situations like that. You want me? Crystal Ball only made it into the Blackthorn comics. Yeah. He was in one special missions, wasn't he? Was he? Wasn't, yeah, it wasn't. I think Crystal Ball was in a special missions issue where they, uh, it's the baseball one where they end up in a Zeppelin. I don't remember that. And the, yeah, it was like they're at a baseball game. There's a Zeppelin flying around. And I think Raptor's in that one. I believe Chris, Crystal Ball's in that one. I feel like he gets kicked right in the shield. <laughs> Um, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I can't remember if that's the case, but I'm I'm sure he appeared in that one issue. But yeah, it's like few and yeah, far you're, between. You're correct, there he is. I just oh sweet. That. Um, and the other ones that are interesting, yeah, Cool Breeze was mentioned. There's a character that only appeared in the in the comic that was past the pierogi, yeah. And you could argue appeared in the Aliens toy line as uh, <laughs> Sergeant Opone, because that is one hell of a likeness uh, for Cool Breeze right there. Um, yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, that's that's Wolf Spider's helmet, which is really neat, and and uh, optics and mask and everything, which is pretty do uh, cool. Now, uh, mole rats, this was another fun little input. Obviously, legs were being reutilized from another figure. I'm not sure which one that was. Do you know which figure it was? I don't know. I, so I really would like to, to get a list together and get that going, but I, I don't. 
Oh, yeah, to get like a good idea, like a logistical map of all of the parts would be really interesting, wouldn't it? It would. Uh, but that is a that is a job and a half, that is. Um, oh, I've missed I've missed important blooming, um, you know, what they're called, super chats and stuff like that. I apologize, guys. Um, I missed those as well. I think I'm I'm not sure if I missed one and then never got to it. I feel bad for that. Uh, Frank says, Merry Christmas and hail Cobra. Merry Christmas, Frank. Um, I hope everyone has a lovely holiday period. And thank you very much for the super chat, buddy. We really appreciate it. Um, I think I might have missed the other one and it's disappeared. So maybe, I don't know, um, maybe, I've, or maybe I've just gone mad. But anyway, um, yeah, mole rats. This one for me, this is, this is bringing something new into the brand and kind of nailing it. And again, there's no like, there isn't a situation here where you're getting a lot of media backup obviously in the same way but really for the same reasons um but it's really I, I think this one kind of like the figure really does a good job of really speaking to it to the audience and showing a narrative in just what you get with the figure that is true that is true um yeah and i think that they were a little bit better as far as building up more rats inside of uh just some of the discussions which is is crazy that that's all that we get um, i know it isn't it yeah, I mean, there's a description, you know, when are the figures for sale, like it, at the bottom of the for sale page, which I hope that stuff is retained for posterity, um, that he's related to the the Energon. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be easy to forget what these figures are about uh, a good 10 years from now. True, true. Um, I do love this particular figure and the fact that it glows in the dark as well. That's like a really good um like uh option as well with this particular figure um people are telling me yeah it was the andrew franks hello andrew franks that's the special missions issue that was all trimpy absolutely and mark yeah yeah I ladies day I, just by Herb trimpy. I think maybe i didn't read that issue at the time and it just was in my head because i can remember we're getting the impel trading cards and thinking well crystal ball wasn't in the marvel comics run which is why they've assigned him to cobra law which was weird uh, because right, the right. trading cards, you know, mentioned Cobra Law for Crystal Ball, so that I think that's maybe too. why in my head I still have it. I still think that he wasn't in Marvel Comics, but it was a special missions issue. So, yeah, uh, Pastor Pierogi says actually kind of feels like you could fit this into the events of three hundred one and three hundred two. Uh, yeah, Pastor Pierogi, because obviously, uh, oh no, spoilers, but there are some interesting developments in the new Skybound. A real American Hero series. So if you haven't read it just yet, I won't say anything. But uh, yeah, I can see that past program. I could see the mole rats uh, kind of like working slightly in in that, even though it is a slightly different angle with by, by which they're getting their hideous scenario uh, compared to what's happening in the comics. Um, yeah. So mole rats, and then obviously this is what uh, whether Domina Dominator, aka Lenny, had to say. Here is another input this time for the mole rats. The idea was to make a science officer slash trooper that had a suit malfunction and so gets mutated by the environment. You know, real wholesome stuff. His drill tool was designed to take core samples, but later during the sculpting phase, we realized that he needed a firearm of some sort. So the laser barrel attachment was added. His lantern is actually a core sample container with some energon inside. From the beginning, I wanted these guys to have glowing eyes, so I made the lenses on their masks super round. That way they looked like to have floating orbs when the glowing effect was activated. Um, that's pretty cool, actually. I quite like that uh, addition 
uh, that they, you know, the the extra like level they go to for that stuff is kind of fun. Uh, and I'm I'm really excited to actually see that figure properly because I do have one. I just haven't opened it yet. So uh, that's something I really want to get into because it looks amazing. I wonder if the the name of this because. I wonder if the name, like the the drilling, kind of gives me the mole part of it. Mm. I kind of wonder if the rats may be inspired at all by Lab Rat from the convention. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. Um, I always wanted Lab Rat to be a GI Joe because, you know, that's what's mentioned on the Action Stars cereal box. And right, right. The club made, made Lab Rats into a Cobra thing. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if this is a reference to that. It actually, yeah, it would have been. I, I get what I get. Why the club went in that direction, just based on the connotations of rat. Even though I quite like rats, but like rat in you know in terminology skews a little bit more cobra than it does Joe. But I get what you're saying. Sure. Like it, sure. it would have been, yeah. Um, I just loved that one of the club was making those deep cut references, like they did with the Black Dragon organization. I. I Lab Rat was on my list of, oh, wouldn't it be neat to see him? Because like, yeah. he has a file name and everything on the yeah, side yeah. of the, uh, the Action Stars box. But we don't know what that Lab Rat character ever would have looked like. Yeah. So you think there's going to be like multiple different versions of Cobra Rats, as it were, like Lab Rats, Mole Rats, uh, I don't know, Cafeteria Rats? <laughs> right. <laughs> it almost feels like it's a Cobra Science Division that, right. that the Lab Rats... This was a, a specific one that was sent to go do drilling. And so they called them mole rats, and then this happened. And so that's that's what you have. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, he, he says it himself, doesn't he? Science officer troopers. He does. And it makes yeah. sense that, like you say, lab rats do exist in the kind of in the kind of like toy continuity through the club. Uh, yeah. it makes a lot of sense that, that might have been on their mind when they were looking through these kind of like, you know, do maybe looking to see what other than Mindbender, what do Cobra have in terms of that side of things? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. I think you're I think that's actually something I'd never really given any thought to. And then you mentioned it just then and I'm like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. You know, like you can kind of get almost into their into their heads with them doing the research and kind of looking this stuff up and then seeing yeah. like, oh, you know, they had the Cobra got lab rats. Let's just make, you know, like you say, like digger versions, like kind of on site tunneling versions of uh of the of the science officers yeah absolutely um yes uh i actually when i first saw <laughs> paul says don't forget the joe's radar rat we won't paul that is true so rat was used for gi joe name very well yeah uh paul i like this research and technology section rats i like that a lot i like that a lot um makes a lot of sense um yes so i think that yeah i think that's everything for uh mole rats i think that's everything for what lenny's been posting recently and oh yeah i was going to say the lantern i well not a lantern but i when i first saw that my initial thought was oh it's a lantern and maybe that glows in the dark but no of course it's not it's, it's what they contain the core sample with and everything so um i just didn't read the uh, description of of the uh you know on on the when the when the figure went up for pre-order i didn't read the description and i missed that completely and just thought it was a lantern because it looks like a friggin lantern look yeah well it probably functions as one anyway so it, by default you're right yeah when they get the dark energy on in there it's like a nice dark energy on yep. purple like vibe going on yeah absolutely 
Um, amazing. Oh, Swamp Rat as well, yeah. Cobra Rat, the vehicle. There's loads of rats in G.I. Joe. You're right, guys, absolutely. Um, yeah, the Cobra Rat, that is, yeah, that is a forgettable vehicle, as is the Radar Rat, honestly. Um, could you imagine a Radar Rat with Psych Out on it? Like, could you imagine the amount of dishes involved? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you you can have, have, to, have to imagine it since it breaks so easily. <laughs> yeah, you could do a club thing, paint one blue and call it the Cobra Radar Rat, and you could have the Data Viper on it, and it can just be an absolute frequency overload of just stuff going all over the place. Um, anyway, yes. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, Joe, as well. Thank you very much. Um, and yes, Swamp Rat as well, of course. Plenty of rats in the G.I. Joe universe. Swamp Rat's really cool, actually, because it's like we, we talked about that on a on a, a Justin picked it, didn't he, for one of his um figures that he'd like to see as a deluxe or something. Maybe it was was it a deluxe or what was that? Animal Companions? What was it? I, I don't remember. So long ago. I don't remember. So many years ago. Um anyway, um, right, that is all Lenny's been posting. He also posted um, oh, I didn't put the image in, but he also posted his his tank with the vamp um kind of like verses, which is really cool. I'm, I'm excited yeah. to get that vamp. That'll be fun. Anyway, next up is Mutt and Junkyard. Um, starting to make its way. I think it started hitting kind of Europe and UK first. It started showing up in the US, I think in Canada as well. Um, the figures kind of getting out there. And uh and Travis, uh, Toy Kind of Mood, did a really wonderful review. Link in the description. I've posted it on our socials as well. Um, and we've got a few screenshots from the video to have a look at them as well. So, um, yeah, first off, are you happy with how that head sculpt looks? For sure. Yeah, they've really captured the character. Um, he even has like the two like uh, scars on his cheek. Yeah, they've done a really nice job with them. Yeah, really good, isn't it? Um, and again, like yeah, you've got little little elements like obviously the the eyebrows being different, uh, you know, one up a bit higher than the other. You got the grimace on the face, but not just that. But I think the uh, paint application on the mouth is really good, like, and the teeth and the mouth they, they've really managed true. to kind of mask that well, haven't they? For when they do the paint on that, that looks impressive. The tash looks good as well, actually. Yeah, um, yeah, he does. He doesn't look horribly symmetrical, which is good for an organic person because people don't people aren't perfectly symmetrical um <clears throat> yeah it looks it looks really good it looks like like i would be if i just saw this picture and in just the head sculpt probably even just the sculpt without any of the color i would know who it was yeah absolutely 100 percent. you've got that instant recognition going on straight away um, the secondary here, just kind of a close-up on all the kind of the details, which are nice. The little badge as well on the old uh, left breast. Um, it, yeah, it's a it's a good figure. It's got a lot of cool little additions. A little, uh, I don't know, just very satisfying design-wise here as well. I've got to I've got to say. Um, and again, like this is another interesting shot. We see here the um, the kind of mace can that attaches to his belt on the back. And um, Travis took a real super close up to see if the text made any sense, and unfortunately, it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best application there. So you I'm sure it does say something properly, but obviously, it clearly got a bit smudged there. Didn't well, it, I wonder babe? if another copy of the figure won't be as smudged, and we may be able to make it out a little bit better. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I would expect it's supposed to look a bit cleaner than that. Um, 
X Factor 17 says, I missed someone mention Tunnel Rat. That's the, probably the biggest rat in the right. G.I. Joe that we met. I even said tunneling at one point and didn't say Tunnel Rat. Thank you, X Factor 17. No, no, you didn't miss anyone saying Tunnel Rat. Um, we did yeah, actually. Yeah, the Lab Rat totally could have been a G.I. Joe. It might, my dream can still happen. The Joes can have their own Lab Rat, and the Cobras can have their Lab Rats, and it'll just be like a, a trademark battle between the two. Like and like that wouldn't happen in real life. Exactly. Like exactly. you wouldn't like like you wouldn't have them using the same terms every now and again, like for interesting crossover scenarios. Exactly. Yeah, of course it's gonna happen. It is pepper spray, yes. He's got like a, it's like a little mace can, it takes off and just sprays it in their eyes. Uh it but yeah, it's caution something or other, I would assume. Do not use on own eyes, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Do not consume. Do not <laughs> do not use as salad dressing that sort of stuff maybe. Right, I don't know. I mean, it's cool that they have that that level of detail of something that's just on the back of his belt. I I like that. If you're going to take the characters and and size them up as they have two inches, uh, you're going to need to add some details, and this is a welcome detail. I really wish they'd gone all out and given him a bag of dog treats for junkyard because i think that would have been right. freaking adorable well <clears throat> i already bought my dog treats from marauder marauder along with the mac 10 yeah maybe this is just a can of silly string too there's that possibility <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> sick <'em. laughs> yeah that'd be great and just like skirt the guys just like what are you what, what are you doing like it's not even it's not even like you know, it's not even causing a rash. What are you doing to me? Like this? Maybe that's just like what Junkyard responds to. Like he knows to attack anything that's been hit by Silly String. By the way, there's another rat that we're forgetting. Apsara. Well, yeah. Yeah, but he's not codenamed anything rat. No, it's Apsara. So technically, yeah, it that, there's no rat in there. It's just he is she is a rat, technically. So there you go. Um, anyway, that's his can of spray. Um, then we got all the different options for all the, the helmet kind of mask, you know, options and stuff. This looks really cool, actually. I think this they've done a really good job on these. These are two separate pieces, by the way. So the the mask goes on, and then you put the helmet on, basically. Yeah, the muzzle. It's Mutt that wears yeah. the muzzle, not Junkyard. Genius, absolutely genius. I love the fact that he's the he's the douchebag in the two. He's the aggressive one. Mm -hmm. He's the one that acts like an animal, and Junkyard is the one that's like it's kind of like Dastardly and Mutley, isn't it? Kind of like Mutley was always the one kind of bailing. Oh no, actually, I'll tell you what I think it's more like. It's like Inspector Gadget, the dog, the, the dog, Penny's dog. And Penny were all yeah, they were always saving the day while the, Inspector Gadget the, was messed up. Exactly, but the dog was always like doing the most ridiculous saves for ever. Like, he was keeping the whole world safe. And everyone else is just fumbling around. That's what Junkyard reminds me of. He's just like the one that is dealing with it. Trav, that is rather generous, my good man. Thank you so much. Happy holidays to the full force. You bring joy to us, Joes and J Janes, each week. Super appreciative of the Mutton Junkyard review shout and guesting on our show a week ago. Dude, thank you so much. Shout out to a toy kind of mood. And happy holidays to you and the team, my good man. Thank you very much. Um, I don't... I'm I'm kind of glad I put it in now because Travis has given us loads of money. So thanks, mate. <laughs> uh, again, just kidding. I would have done it anyway. Uh, but I appreciate being paid. Technically, does this make this an app? Is this a commercial for Travis's uh, video? It is, isn't it? Now, sure. Why not? We could do that. 
sponsored. We've been sponsored by a toy kind of mood. Um, anyway, yeah, the muzzle's really good. I like the detail on it, and I like the fact that we've got lots of options. The helmet looks good on its own, actually, as well, and you really get, uh, again, that head sculpt looks phenomenal. No matter what version of events you utilize with goggles or helmets or muzzles, he looks great. I almost want like one of those uh, handles on the back of his vest yeah. you know, to keep him in line. Have a bigger guy behind him <laughs> called Dog, and he could like <laughs> amazing. It would have to be like a like a, a grizzly bear would have to control Mutt. That's yeah. how it would be, uh, that's how it would work. Pack rats. We missed another one, mate. Yeah. There's a lot of rats in the GI Joe team, so yeah. We were like not Lab many rats, rats, not many Dr. rats in the GI Joe universe. Could have been a a a GI Joe toy, rather than a Cobra Code name. Unbelievable, unbelievable! So many rats in the GI Joe universe. There's probably going to be even more that people come up with, while that we're not paying attention yeah. to. Um, anyway, yeah, love the love these shots. And here's with, so this is goggles only with no other uh, gear. And he comes with two sets. He comes with a set that you can put on the helmet. And a set that you can put on the eyes. In actual fact, at one point, I believe um, Travis put all of it on him. He had the goggles. He was wearing the goggles, helmet, muzzle, and the other goggles on the helmet. It looked like you looked like a cyborg. Honestly, I didn't take a picture of that though. Sorry. Um, RKW says he checked mine. The text is unreadable. He checked his figure, Mountain, Jun Mountain Junkyard figure, wow. and the text was unreadable. Unfortunately, um, yeah. Tell Lenny we want matching dog goggles, says Todd. And I believe they're pronounced doggles. Uh, but yeah, I will tell him that. Um, imagine what the training video of Mutt getting pepper sprayed would have looked like. Yeah, pretty hilarious, especially if it was silly string. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, and as we, as we continue, we've got the helmet and the goggles here. And actually, Travis did put the helmet on slightly askew. And he was talking about the fact that Mutt wouldn't have it on straight because he's a little oh. bit bonkers. So he was saying that it would be a little bit kind of askew. So uh, yeah, I like that. Uh, there it is properly uh, put on. So just to you know make that very clear. And again, good look. Uh, looks great with the help, the goggles on the top as well. Love that. And there it is with pretty much everything without, but just without the goggles going on the top of the helmet. What's your favorite combination here, Pat? Uh, I like seeing it with the well, the picture that you just had up there with the goggles and the mask on at the same time. Yeah, uh, but one. obviously because the fact that it can do that again, if you're going to size them up, make them capable of doing things that they couldn't do in three and three quarter inch. Um, but I do also like just the combination that combination, which reminds me most of the vintage figure. The fact that it can do that is also very important. So I, I like it all. Nice deco touches on the on the mask as well on the muzzle, and uh, they're the they're the other goggles on the top as well, uh, just to give you the full gamut of everything. Now, uh, Travis also um, put a I think this is a Gridiron Studios Mac Ten um, in his in his review just to kind of like complete the figure a little bit because obviously the figure uh, the figure we get with the classified series doesn't come with a Mac Ten. Uh, but Pat, you were talking about obviously earlier on that you do have a Mac Ten for yours, which is the one that uh, Marauder uh, kind of revealed shortly after the Mutt figure went up for uh, pre-order. Yeah, it's the Marau Marauder already has them on sale. I think that it's like it's only a couple of bucks, I think, and you get the the Mac Ten with a magazine and the uh, suppressor, and then you also get three bones for the good boy. 
amazing amazing um yeah that's really cool that's a that's a uh, it's definitely something i wish they'd kind of played up a little bit on this one in the classified series i feel like they i don't know if i personally i like i like the fact that he comes with loads of hand gestures and stuff like that but at the same time i think i'd like more specific homage sort of kind of accessories and not even homage but just specific accessories is what i'm getting at and like you know dog toy or a uh, well, treats would be DEF might did have the the dog treats sculpted on him that became did they become gold for the Tiger Force Club one? Yeah. <laughs> Somehow Junkyard was going to eat gold dog bones. Oh, they were what black? Were they black on the original one? They're black on the original one. I think on the card art they're white. Is that right? They're like so. white. Yeah, I think white on the card art, black on yeah. the figure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, I, you know what? What's really funny. I until we talked about because we talked about Mutt on our version therapy a couple of monthlies back, and um, one of the figures that came up was the uh, Battle Cork, the, sorry, the, the the DEF version, and how interesting it was, and I'd never noticed before that that deco on that figure really does sort of homage Slaughter's Marauders Mutt, which obviously was out prior to that, and. Yeah. I didn't really notice it. And even when we were talking about it, I'm like, yeah, I guess it does. It kind of has that vibe. But since then, I've I've seen the two figures kind of like almost like next to each other. I think it was on an HCC 788 review. Shout out to uh, Hidego Rupanda, 788. And um, it, on that review, yeah, there was an image of the two of them next to each other. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, it, it really does look like the Marauders Deco. Like, crazy, like, yeah, similar. a lot. Um, so yeah, it's kind of fun that they did that almost like a deco homage to that figure uh, in the in the version three or whatever it was. But yeah, really cool. I like a pass of the pro you just said <laughs> for Mutt. <laughs> yeah, it was it had nothing to do with junkyard. Maybe they aren't for junkyard. Just occasionally, no. junkyard pulls one off and gives them to Mutt to remind him to. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so does that mean mutt's the good boy and junkyard's just a just a just a general i guess so yeah like that's amazing absolutely amazing um yeah anyway and yeah renegade says chris does it look like mutt has scooby snacks in his pouches he probably does actually like that's what i would imagine are in those pouches are mainly things for junkyard so i'm uh yeah i, I think it is or Scooby snacks for Mutt, which uh, he would probably be kicked out of the force for um, for utilizing. But anyway, um, what's next? We have uh, Junkyard, of course, speaking of the good boy. Um, this looks great. I love the secondary. It's not like a removable one, but I think you can like slide it off if you take the head. And I don't know if it's, it's been done yet, but I'm you might be able to take it off because it's, it's separate to the figure, I believe. Is that correct? I think it is. Well, it looks like it is, but um, I don't know if it has like a registration point or something. You know, some of that stuff, they have a, a spot to make sure that things lock it, in place and that it doesn't yeah. grind up too much. No, that's a good point, um, actually. Um, I don't know if uh, Travis mentioned it in the actual review itself, but yeah, I'd, I'd I would like to see if that can come off. But it doesn't look, I think, round the, the waist hole, as it were is probably a bit too skinny to get around the front part of the body. And the front part of the secondary is too skinny to get through the the, the other direction. So I think it's probably on there forever. 
um anyway well yeah unless i mean it, i think that if the legs can be popped off then you should be able to get that off yeah hopefully they can uh let me know if let me know on some way i haven't seen anyone take it off yet though take it off take it all off um yeah mutt is not a good boy mark you're right he has the muzzle remember absolutely he's a bad boy he's a naughty boy um yeah so again junkyard there's his angry face um looks really good actually that, that i mean this set is is a win for me like I, I can't see any there's nothing really in it that that i'm like disappointed in there he is look with his happy face and, the, and timbers they really do well with the uh the dogs don't they they do, which is, I, I had to pre-order this one. I've been not pre-ordering things, but I did pre-order this one because uh, they've done such a nice job with it. I, I You could tell that from whenever they revealed it, uh, but even looking at some of the pictures now in hand, I'm uh, just kind of further, it, you know, makes me reassured that the quality of what came out matched what, what had been shown. I really like also, you mentioned how good the, uh, the, painting was in in mutt's mouth it's also true of junkyard yeah really good but the little like like the black uh almost like lip part that's kind of exposed yeah. a little bit yeah yeah it's really awesome yeah which is kind of how dogs are they have like the more pink part and then that black line that follows where their lip is yeah his big tongue as well look oh it's so yeah. cute it is good brilliant love it and then obviously all the different um variations the hand gestures Look, look at that eating out of his hand it's just brilliant you see that's where you need a treat for him you need a treat in your hand mark for goodness sake there he is sending him off sick sick him and down boy so same same hand gesture same hands just different gesture look at that yeah that's true look at that pat stop motion animation <laughs> And then obviously that one, I think that's come here. And then uh, Travis just, you know, plonked the dog on him. Brilliant though, brilliant stuff. And there's the actual, look how happy Junkyard looks. How the hell did you get him in that position, Travis? Am I missing something on that image? Because I don't know how you managed to get it, it to stand up. It looks like the back legs are just kind of uh, in a flat position with the back. Uh, oh, I see, dog. I see. Yeah. yeah, like kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Um, that's still genius though well done um yeah brilliant awesome stuff good set really excited for this one and i think this is going to be uh <laughs> this is going to be an absolute belter so yeah brilliant stuff okay um is that everything pat have i got to the end of the that thing? is everything yes so now it's time for shout outs <laughs> look at you being all professional have you tried hoarder yet no well you need to if you have a collection of things and want to create a fun and easy way of organizing it and of course showing it off then get involved you can post items and build collections and you can drop a status like getting a fun delivery or seeing some awesome related stuff on your travels build your collections with hoarder the app is free to download on google play and the app store so what are you waiting for get to hoarding uh sit junkyard sit woof good boy yeah that's uh, boo boo isn't it usually in that at the end of the episodes end it's of tv not. whatever boo -boo. i can't remember uh, what shows it would always family come ties family yeah family ties, ties. Sit, yeah boo sit. sit boo boo sit good sit, dog boo -boo. boo boo yeah ubu what U B U, not boo boo ubu i always thought it was boo boo i think it's ubu i think interesting oh yeah it's you see here you there you go look there's your confirmation yeah. Sit Ubu. Is it Ubu or Ubu? Ubu. 
Yeah, it's, but it's spelled, I think, on screen, as I recall. I think Ubu may have been the name of the production. Oh, right. I've never looked. I've, well, yeah, how have I missed that? Uh, brilliant. Anyway, there you go. But yeah, sit, Junkyard, sit. Good boy. Um, right then, what else I was going to say? Someone just said, uh, was it Renegade? I'm curious, is Phoebe jealous of Junkyard? Not yet, because I don't have him. So uh, Phoebe is, like, fine at the moment. And I don't think she will be jealous of Junkyard, honestly. Uh, too small. Anyway, um, yes. So, what shout outs, buddy? Who have you got? Uh, Philip, of course. Uh, I believe we have an episode of Articulated Points going up, uh, a talking point later on today. I think maybe it was, a, did he have it time for three o'clock? I think. Interesting. So, yeah, be, be on the lookout for that. Yeah, definitely. And uh, obviously, link in the description to go check out all the videos already. If you haven't, they're absolutely brilliant. Uh, including that Back to the Future one, Pat, which, uh, again, I, I keep bringing up, but it's an absolute beauty. Thank um, you. So, yeah, check that out. Go on the Articulated Points YouTube channel. Like I said, link in the description and get to watching because there's some absolute beauties in there. Um, you're going to have to do some sort of episode on the variation heads from 1982 to 1984 situation. I'd like to get there, but I, I would like to have them in hand so that I can do that. That's true. Uh, that episode is going to need to be sponsored for about 20 grand, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, oh, um, and Travis has confirmed. Pat is right. Junkyard is chilling on his back leg. That's still a really good pose, and it had me fooled, so well done. Um, oh, we got some. we got some information from Black Genghis. Ubu's mascot is Gary David Goldberg's dog, Ubu Roy, a black Labrador retriever which he had in college and subsequently travelled the world with. Thank wow. you, Black Genghis. Much appreciated. Um, and shout out again to a toy kind of mood. The whole team seems to be in the blooming chat at the moment. Um, thank you very much for that bit more, that extra, bit of extra, news burst extra you just gave us. Thank you, mate. Uh, Diana, hello. A shout out to you both for ringing us into the Christmas weekend with jingle bell cheer and festive cheese bags. <laughs> yeah, I've got my, uh, I've got my happy holidays from the Wet Bandits. I just, I just put on the cardigan. I just went like cardigan Christmas. I thought that would be enough. Uh, I actually, I've, on Christmas Day, I've got a Snake Eyes T-shirt, Snake Eyes and Timber. Snake Eyes is wearing uh, a Santa hat. And it's all very snowy. So I, I will be rocking that on Christmas Day. So don't worry, we'll be representing. Um, figure six pack says to Chris and Pat, tis the season to be jolly, Cobra la 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 la, the la la la. <laughs> Absolutely genius. Um, and if anyone ever chop, chops that up, can you put the Serpentor clip in where he does the Cobra la 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 bit and it's really bad? That would be great. Thanks. Um, thank you, figure six pack. Frank was like, I always thought it was Boo Boo too. Yeah, uh, I, I just an idiot. I was never paid attention enough at the end of those episodes. I just used to hear it so often that you just kind of repeat it all the time. Um, awesome, Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. And let's keep going with the, the shout outs, of course. Shout out to Pat, St uh, Pat and uh, uh, I've forgotten his name, Phil. Forgot his name. Who's Phil? Uh, shout out to you guys, of course, and of course to my wonderful wife Kate, my little dog Phoebe's and the rest of the family we're visiting family for this this holiday and we're very kind of nice and vacation mode and very happy right now so uh big shout out to everybody can't wait for christmas shout out to the uk fam as well who i don't get to see this christmas sad face but mom was in the comments earlier 
Um, so yeah, hope you have a lovely Christmas break, everyone in all the families and yours, Pat, of course. Thank you. Yeah. Shout out to my family as well. I should have done that. Nah, screw them. Uh, <laughs> and of course to Brian Sauer for our, well, look at our wonderful graphics. How awesome are they? Yeah. It's nice to have, uh, we have some Christmas graphics. I had so many people comment on when I, po when I changed the, uh, socials, uh, on the graphics, so many people went. I need that on a on a, on a shirt or a jumper. Yeah, we've got some vamps and some hiss tanks. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Love it, love it. We did one for the full force ages ago, like years ago. We did uh, Christmas sweaters, and we had. I think I sent them out to everyone as well. But we had like you know drag. We had a green one with dragonflies and vamps and all sorts on it, and then we did a blue one that had the hiss tanks and the you know the night ravens and the rattlers and everything it was kind of fun i really enjoyed that so yeah there you go beautiful graphics from the awesome brian sour thank you very much mate really appreciate it um and of course shout out to kickley for yet another beauty of a piece of art and now we've got slipstream in his x30 having a rough day with some bats there isn't he and some pterodromes in the background yeah, he does such a good job of uh, having the color in the background, you know, look like it's far away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. There's that kind of like almost like a phase on it, isn't there? Like a mist or something on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got the mores in the in the at the bottom as well there and the uh, like kind of docked up. They look really cool. I love it. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and yeah, again, there's so much like dynamic movement going on here. You can, it feels like, um, you know when Anakin has all those battle droids on his starship thingy, and they're all oh to, yeah, kind of like yeah. it kind of feels like that. And I love that that one bat is riding the missile that he's just launched as well. It's like that's one way of getting rid of him. Uh, brilliant stuff, absolutely phenomenal. Shout out to Kickley, go check it out. He posted a new one an hour ago, Ryan. Oh goodness me, what is it? I've got to see this because um, I love his work so much. Oh, he did as well. Pat, he's posted another one. This is really good. It's Scarlet Dial Tone rescuing the Sarge. And there's loads of Vipers um, kind of beaten up and dead. Oh, wow. And it looks like it's inside the Terror Drum. It huh? is, yeah. It says Escape the Terror, I think it's called. The Terror Escape. So, yeah, Terror Drum. Yeah, brilliant, that. Really good. So there's another one. I should probably uh, share that later. Anyway, shout out to Kickley, amazing work. And um, one more shout out, of course, I've already mentioned him quite a lot already today, and uh, he was in the chat, but uh, to Travis Moody for um, doing the uh, Mutton Junkyard review. Like I said, link in the description if you want to check that out. We post it on our socials as well, so you can always see it, you know, go on, on the uh, Facebook or Twitter or whatever and uh, check it out there. Um, shout out to Travis and, of course, for that wonderful... Um, you know, Christmas treat of a super chat. Thank you very much. Um, that's everything, I believe. Yes, uh, we've reached the end of the holiday special. Uh, we've done it in reasonable time, Pat, I would say as well. So everyone can just go home and enjoy all of their Christmas weekends now. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody who's listening. I appreciate not only people listening, but listening over the, over the holiday time. Yeah, spending some time with us. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, figure six pack has asked, will there be a live pre-New Year's full force show? 
don't know what will happen between now and New Year's Day, but I can tell you that a special New Year's Day kind of special monthly episode will be going up on the 1st of January. It won't be live, obviously, uh, but we'll be talking um, about 2023 and, of course, looking forward to 2024. So keep an eye out for that. Um, And anything in between will probably be news burst worthy. Like if anything comes up, I'll probably do a news burst about it, but we'll see how it goes. Anyway, have a great holiday, guys. Have a wonderful time. Pat, you have one as well. You as well. Stay fresh cheese bags. (laughs) And as always, after three, you know what to do. One, two, three. Full force. And I just realized I don't know if I have the outro video lined up. <laughs> Where did that go? Well, be here see everybody. Merry Christmas. That's just keep talking, outro. Pat. Just keep saying things. All right. I'll just keep on saying see you later and goodbye. Stay fresh cheese bags and Merry Christmas. Did I mention that? Happy New Year. If I have you said, have you said Merry Christmas yet? I've said Merry Christmas, but I'll say Merry Christmas again. Are you I need you to say it one more out? time. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Maybe. Sorry, it's still processing. Maybe one more. Okay, one more Merry Christmas. Yeah, big one this outro. time. Merry Christmas. Make sure you get involved with the discussion by liking, sharing, and commenting on these videos. And as always, you can keep up with the show after listening by following on X, formerly Twitter, at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Full Force. We've also added a brand new Instagram, so check us out there as well, at The Full Force Podcast. And if you would like to contact the show, you can message us on any of those platforms with feedback and questions. We also have a Patreon page, so if you want to show your support for the show, see your name up in lights on these videos, or in enjoy exclusive bonus content then check out patreon.com forward slash the full force podcast or click on the link on any of the posts this podcast appears in full force